Okay, kid, let's do this. Come on, scrub. Hey, what do you think? You can pop somebody and there's a special card to play? That guy Jimmy Bags, whose jaw you broke, happens to work undercover for the Boston Police Department. I'm going fucking nuts, man. I can't be someone else every fucking day. It's been a year of this. I've had enough of this shit. Well, I'm down, all right? Most of the people in the world doing everything. What's the big deal? I'm not them, all right? I'm not fucking them, okay? Exactly. You're nobody. You signed the papers, remember? Now, we're the only two people on the face of this earth that even know you're a cop. We just erase your file. Huh? How about that? How about we erase your file and then bang? You're just another soldier for Costello, open to arrest. I don't know how many felons, huh? At least I can do that, Captain. Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still, Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica. Who am I? I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. Wow. I mean, what a cinematic epic. It's so goddamn important that we have the Irish represented in media. Think about the teenager in South Boston whose life will change when he realizes that Irish people don't just have to be alcoholics. He'll realize that they can also be criminals who are also alcoholics. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Heavy lies the crown. Welcome back to another episode of the Humor and the Abject Podcast, you cheese-eating rat motherfucking screedlers. This is Staff Only, the podcast studio manager. On this week's episode, we've got Kristen Bailey, a true screedler from San Diego, California. You probably know her from Twitter, at Hexprax. Let's turn it over to your host, Sean J. Patrick Carney. I'm Ira Glass. Welcome to Jackass. It's episode 73 of the Humor in the Abject podcast. I'm your host, Sean J. Patrick Carney. Greetings from my home state of Michigan, Screedlers. I'm back in the Midwest for my sister's wedding, but you all know that as a podcaster, I still need to post. Oh, and uh, just a quick little heads up that next week's episode might be coming out a little later than usual, but still on the same day. So please cut me some slack. It'll be there in the afternoon. Now, this week on Humor in the Abject, I've got one of my all-time favorite Twitter personalities, Kristen Bailey, whom you may know already as at Hexprax. I've been following Kristen for quite some time now, and she's consistently been one of the funniest and most out-there accounts I've ever seen. Her observations are ridiculous, very unique, and always laugh out loud funny. She doesn't listen to podcasts herself, so I was very, very surprised and elated when she agreed to do an episode over Skype with me from her hometown of San Diego, California. If you are not following her already, I honestly don't know what the fuck you are doing with your life. I've got family to spend some time with right now, so I'm going to just leave it there. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, and here's my conversation with Kristen Bailey. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, ready to do this thing? I am. Cool. 
Okay, Kristen Bailey, welcome to Humor in the Abject, and thanks for joining me over Skype today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so you told me over a DM before this that you've never listened to a podcast before, so I do want to say that I appreciate that you would appear on one. It means a great deal. It's going to be like really good beginner's luck, you know, like I'm bringing to it a perspective that nobody's ever had on a podcast because I have no idea what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard like parts of like Mark Marin like echoing from like ex boyfriend's bedrooms, but I just like <laughs> shut my ears and I just walk away. Um, so you're in San Diego, right? Yeah, I am. How is San Diego this summer? Uh, you know, I was out of San Diego for the beginning of the summer. I was in Sweden. And so nice. coming back to San Diego has been like a big like, I'm like, why did I ever leave? Like the ocean's so nice. Like, Everything's so beautiful, but this weekend is Comic-Con, and oh. so all of my feelings are going to be changing very quickly. <laughs> like, my opinion of San Diego, like, this, like, this, like, rosy glow that it has all over it since I'm just coming back is yeah. going to, like, completely evaporate once just I see, a- like, the first person in, like, cosplay <laughs> walking down the street. I'm like, just get me out of here. You know, I just don't want to be here. But it's is nice. It- yeah, it's supposed to be the place where the weather is perfect all the time, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what they say. That's what they say. America's <laughs> finest city. My, I've been to San Diego um, a bunch of times, and I remember the first time that I flew in. Um, is Am I remembering correctly that the airport in San Diego is kind of like in the city? Yeah, it's like supposed to be one of the most dangerous airports to like it's land into because you have to go. The shit out of me. Yeah, the buildings are like right there. Like all of like the like 17 tall buildings in San Diego. They're like, let's put them like right under the flight path. And so you just like fly right into them where you think you're going to every time. Every yeah. time I land when I'm looking out the window, it still like freaks me out. I'm like, this is the time. Like, this is the time I'm going to get like my mom's building and then we're both going to die. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I I don't like flying to begin with. And um, I mean, mostly the landing and the taking off the middle part's okay. But uh, yeah, landing in San Diego was a high stress experience because nobody had really prepared me for the fact I thought something was wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm used to landing at like Denver or someplace where it's really far outside the city. And so we were literally just flying it downtown. I was like, well, (laughs) just like you said, I was like, well, this is this is fucking it. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, so wait, you were just—were you only in Sweden, or did you go to? Some I other went to Ireland. <gasps> I went to Ireland. I went to Ireland for a week because I turned thirty, uh-huh. and so I was like, you know, I had this—I did this project about Ireland when I was like in fourth grade, and for some reason, it always like stuck with me. I'm like, it's so green, it's so like I just want to see it, and I thought, well, you know what, I might as well just go now. Like, why not? And so I went, and like, it was extremely beautiful but it was also very funny being there because everyone is so friendly and not that they're just friendly like you'll just you'll ask somebody like oh like which direction do I go to get to like this place and they're like oh I'll just I'll just give you a ride and you're like well no (laughs) like no just tell me which way to go and they're like no like let me just walk you let me give you a ride let me tell you like all of these stories about everything and I'm like I you know you appreciate it but It's just kind of like, it was so alarming to me. And then everyone's like, oh, no, that's just how they are. Like, nobody's trying to murder you. And I'm like, but it seems like every (laughs) single person I encounter is trying to murder me. They're being too helpful. There has to be some reason that they're doing this. Yeah, it's very confusing. It was nice. Um, I was there for a week. I went there 
I went on my my Irish birthright when I was like 15. My <laughs> my parents my parents took me and my sisters there. It was uh it was fun, but I was a I was like a shitty 15 year old, so I think I acted probably like an asshole the whole yeah, time. Yeah, just like kicking rocks the whole time, like this yeah, sucks, like gray was, green, got it. Like it's what else is yeah. there? I just wanted to be skateboarding with my friends back in Michigan. I was wearing like bad religion t-shirts and scowling <laughs> and all the photos and stuff. But um, I'm pretty, I feel pretty fortunate that I got to go, but I've never been back. Um, and what is, what's Sweden all about? Sweden is just, there's sheep, it's flat, there's trees, mm-hmm. a barn. Like, I don't know. It was fun, but it was like, I was there for a month. And so by the time I was leaving, I was like, I have to get out of here. Like everyone is so tan. And like, I thought I was prepared for that because people would be like in Sweden, it's like they do like sun worship, like the sun comes out and everyone's <laughs> laying out, like roasting themselves. Like people uh-huh. were like, they were like, you know, Swedish, like white, white Swedish people. And they were the color of like mahogany. Like it was like a deep <laughs> red and they had like this like bright white hair and they would all be like, it was funny because. I obviously, I don't speak Swedish and I was there, I wouldn't expect (laughs) (laughs) but I was there. Um, so I was speaking English and people would like turn around fully in their seats to just like stare at you. Like, why are you here? Like, why is somebody in this like weird small town of Sweden? Oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in some weird rural place, that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. I would like to go to Sweden. That sounds kind of cool. It was nice. Um, It was you. You made a claim, I don't know if it was after you returned, but that Swedish people are scared of the <laughs> Animaniacs. <laughs> what, uh, no, it's true, yeah. You think, why are they afraid of the Animaniacs? It's because uh, they're unpredictable, they're oh, too wacky. Yeah. You know, Swedish people, <laughs> they have a consensus culture, you know, everyone's got to okay. agree. Yeah. They have these like rules, that, I forgot what it's called, the laws of some something, it starts with a J, I'm not going to try to remember it, but... Um, okay. Where like everyone has to be humble and everyone has to like think of them, their neighbors and all kinds of things. These are like the guiding principles of like this, you know, consensus culture, basically. And so the Animaniacs, you know, they're American, you know. <laughs> they're wild. They're, yeah. They're like anar- anarchy incarnate. Yeah. Total you know, they don't respect they don't respect the water tower, what its no. true purpose is. Like they're just Definitely living there. They don't the like. Yeah. They don't respect that security guard. <laughs> yeah. I guess they don't respect their doctor either. Yeah, they're just so. So I think that Swedish people find it very alarming. You know, <laughs> this kind of this kind of flouting of all authority and being like a weird dog creature. They're like, I, I can't get, just put that on the side over there. Like, I don't want to look at it. If it, I don't know how to describe this, but I didn't. I don't. I didn't know until you just explained this what consensus culture was, or that that was something that um, was. Uh, dear, dearly held in Sweden, and yet mm-hmm. somehow when I read that tweet, I was like, "That makes sense." <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, Why wouldn't you, they be scared of the Animaniacs? You know, I don't know. Perfect, I I'm perfectly a, I'm reasonable. Little, I'm a little afraid of them too. Yeah, um, but in like an exciting way. Yeah, they're I'm thrilling. By them, it invigorates me to see like the little chicken that pretends to be a man you know yeah yeah um you you've written uh you wrote a bunch of horoscopes for the san diego city beat is that right Mm -hmm. i've been doing that for two years now i think i'm on my like they used to be every other week and now they're weekly i'm on my like 40 something with one so whatever time that works out to yeah it's called astrologically unsound yes 
what is your what's your relationship i read some of them and they seem um they seem kind of pithy yeah i mean i always think of them as like they're very like nice tweets you know like very short uh. like nobody, <laughs> nobody's gonna get too their feelings are not gonna get too hurt um but it's kind of like when i read them back i have never like had so many things that were like like that published all at once and now i have this big grouping of all of these little like one-liners kind of and i can kind of go back and read them yeah. and i've been doing that like periodically now because i i'm i live in like mortal terror that i'm just going to recycle the same idea i'm like i know all of these 12 i've written the same thing every oh, single yeah. time and so like i look at them and I kind of, they kind of remind me of like, it's just like little things. They just seem like they're tied in like a little bow always. Like, you know, yeah. like they're just these little, I don't know how to describe it, but I All got right. the job because of Twitter. Funnily <laughs> enough. I would be, I, I understand that. I would be, I would be very, very anxious and consistently mortified that I would repeat myself. That's, I mean, I, I do this thing where mm -hmm. I interview people and I say the same shit all the time like i've had to come to terms with all of my tics and the ways that i say stuff to people or the same questions that i ask or mm -hmm. constantly talking about being from the midwest which like <laughs> is one of the most uninteresting things that anyone can be um but yeah that's got to be tough do you are you into astrology or was it just like it Kristen, was just yeah it was just kind of tweets. like oh do you want to do you want to write these things he was like the editor uh his name's seth he was like they can be really mean and like at <laughs> first i was kind of making them like a little mean but then i was like oh no like what if somebody like what if somebody really like gets really mad about it and sometimes people have messaged me on like facebook or whatever and they're like the horoscope that you wrote came true and i'm like how could that be possible because they're all like you're like aardvark's gonna attack you or like something yeah. like just like doesn't make but like people that are inclined i think to like want to like have this kind of astrological like uh, attachment to their sign or whatever uh -huh. they like they'll read it with a very generous heart a lot of times <laughs> and so anytime i get like feedback from people which happens maybe like it happens periodically not often but not like never they're always like oh it's like it's so like you won't believe it, but it came true. And I'm like, I don't believe it. Like somebody told me <laughs> one time that I wrote, I wrote something about like, you're going to get sick, like you're having a lot of problems, but it's from drinking out of the bird bath. And they're like, well, you won't believe this, but my dog got sick from drinking out of the bird bath and he's an Aries. And I'm like, that oh is, that is God. crazy. <laughs> but, you know, so you're not, you're not formulating these though, based on you're not, I don't even know how somebody writes astrology, but you're not following whatever. Like the signs, the transits, whatever you're supposed whatever. to do. I actually got, um, I, when I was like kind of getting stuck with them, maybe like a year back, I was like, I'm going to get an astrology book. And so I like, I got one and I was looking at it and I'm like, this is not going to help me at all. Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's nothing that I do that could even have any actual bearing on any sort of astrological concept or whatever the planets, nothing like at, at best. Sometimes I apply the stereotypes about certain signs to the signs, but mostly what I do is I think of like 
people that I know are that are those signs. And I'm like, mm. if I'm mad at you, it'll be mean. If I'm happy with you, it'll be nice. Or sometimes I'll just write like I'll go through and I'll have 12 and I'll just write, write like 12 words. Be like, oh, like leprechaun, cat, like, I don't know, shoelaces. And then I'm like, make it work. Like, just make a sentence that has something to do with that. It's like concrete poetry in a yeah. way. <laughs> Um, this, if this is a goofy question, then I, I apologize in advance, but do you think of, uh, do you think of Twitter as writing? Mm, no, not really. (laughs) What Uh, would you, what would you describe your output on it as? Uh, frantic. Frantic? (laughs) Uh, I made a Twitter at first because I have this idea that people are like, that I know we're, we're getting annoyed with me, which is possibly true. Just like texting them at three in the morning being like, you know, people that wear like Ray-Ban club masters, they smell like hamster cages. And people are like, <laughs> what does that mean? And I'm like, I know what it means, but I just can't convey it to you. <laughs> and so like, Oh my God. I, and there's literally a platform that rewards that type of behavior. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I found, I, I mean, I, <laughs> so I just kind of, I just kind of write whatever comes into my head. And I've tried for a long time now to use the text to Twitter feature. You know, like you just text the four or whatever number. And so like, oh. I'm never even on there and it feels like your brain is like, it's like, you're just texting things into this void. And then I go on Twitter and I'm like, Oh my God, no, people are looking at all of this stuff that I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could that be possible <laughs> that someone is seeing these things? Do you spend time like, um, Okay, I know I know some people who do this, which is like they come up with they have this thought that they want to blast out into the world and then they sit there and they kind of they pour over it for a few minutes trying to get the the order of the words right or make sure that it lands this way that way. Are you are you editorial in that sense or are you just firing off like impulse? I can't I I used to try in the beginning I would try to like be like, oh I'm gonna write like a joke and I would like change the order of the words and do uh-huh. all kinds of stuff. This is maybe like 2011 2012 but I just I write so many of those things that I just can't <laughs> I would spend so much time just like being like oh where does the the go here where does this uh-huh. that I just, I don't care like what is the purpose of it it's not really rewarding me in any way to like have these things I don't I'm not using it for any purpose other than to like alleviate myself of having this thought more or less like I just I don't want to think about it anymore you guys can have it like I just want to get it away from me and so my purpose in Twitter is not really to like to like show off how I can write a joke. Not that I even think that I do a good job at that if I try necessarily, but it's just kind of like if I think of something and I have nowhere else to put it, I'll put it there. And so I'm not going to spend a lot of time anymore making it sound the best way possible because at the end of the day, half of the time it's like a ridiculous thought to begin with. It's funny though that they, they do seem to me like you're right. They're not, they're not jokes in the kind of like, Hey, here's a, um, a setup, a misdirection and a punchline or something (laughs) like that. But they seem to have a lot in common with, I guess the people that I really like who are comedians and, um, I guess just that I, I know around New York and things where it's, it's pretty oblique, um, and pretty obtuse. And it's just sort of the presentation of a factoid or an interesting observation that doesn't follow the format of observational comedy is, is actually like 10 times funnier to me. Like it's divorced from, it's divorced from any context besides just like this standalone thing, which I really kind of like. And that's Twitter affords that, I guess. Yeah. They're not like bits or anything. It's just like, I understand what you're saying. Um, 
Maybe I, mean, I don't I think, understand, actually. I guess I just mean that they're, they're jokes in a really contemporary kind of existential crisis way that they don't. I am always in crisis, so that makes sense. <laughs> like they remind me of, I don't know if you follow Anna Fabrega, but she's like one of my favorite comedians and she's, mm-hmm. she's very, um, a lot of her stand up is kind of like just it's kind of like watching a pinball bounce around a thing, like a thing Mm -hmm. is said, and then she like switches and then she's in a different voice and it doesn't really follow a linear trajectory. And it's Mm -hmm. all the more funny for that reason, because you can't, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times when people are comedians or something, I can kind of, I already know what the punchline is before Mm -hmm. they have even finished the setup. Cause it's like, Oh, I recognize that thing or something. Yeah. Yours seem a little more pulled from the void. Like I'm kind of following along being like, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, if it doesn't go anywhere, if it just leaves me more confused. Yeah. I mean, it comes from a void of like a lot of caffeine just <laughs> rattling around in my brain. It's like, they're just like little things that I feel I have to be rid of. I must alleviate yeah. myself of these things. And so it's like I'll exfoliating just... your brain. Maybe. Yeah. Because I'm somebody that I don't really delete stuff unless it's like sometimes I'll write stuff about people or things that are identifying and I'm like, that's mean. Like, don't say that. (laughs) But like, if it's just like whatever, like, I don't care. I don't like. I think it's funny if I tweet stuff that gets like one like or none at all. I love when there's like things that just have nothing. And I, I think I used to feel more gratified or rewarded by people like responding to it, responding to things that I say, but now I don't, it almost makes me feel like, I don't know, like nervous to like even look if people are like talking to me or doing stuff like that. I, that's why I use that text to Twitter. It, it feels like it's not really being on Twitter. It's just like, you're just saying something for no reason. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. I think I like have lost my train of thought. No, but that I that's an interesting thing. I forgot about the text to Twitter thing because you used to be able to do that if you didn't have a smartphone or something yeah. like that. But it it seems like a so do you not have it on your phone? Like, do you no, have I have it? it on my phone, but I don't have like I don't really I try to not look at it very often because yeah. I can get like sucked in and be like, oh, no, like there's like some sort of crisis that's happening. Oh, yeah, and I just yeah, like, yeah. you know, it was just not very productive like uh-huh. looking at it a lot and so i just was like oh i still like saying i still like doing it but i don't maybe <laughs> don't want to participate in the whole thing like that right now that's that's funny and actually kind of apt i mean the it's interesting to think that just because somebody tweeted out something that they thought was like kind of funny or ridiculous and just needed to put it out there that that somehow somebody who comes across it has a right to a dialogue with you about it yeah. Which is sort of preposterous. I mean, it's literally just a, it's a shit posting platform. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I don't really like, I don't like having to like, I don't want to explain anything to anybody. I'm not there to have like a diet, like, oh, I'm going to defend my right <laughs> to say that like a turtle is like a land bug or like something just like stupid <laughs> that like my brain is like, and they're like, no, it's not. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like a carpet that is just a, uh, like a rug that goes on for too long. And people are like, that doesn't make sense. There are different things. And I'm like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm not there to like defend these things. I'm just there yeah. to say them, you know, I don't yeah, yeah. like have this whole converse. Like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, you're wrong. Like, and I screen cap them and be like, look at this idiot saying this stuff about rugs and carpets. He doesn't know. I know. And like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, 
it's not like they don't like talking to people or don't want to have like discussion or like have any sort of communication with anyone on there. But like for the most part, it's like these little like dumb, like somebody like telling like a weird joke based on something that you said. And I'm like, I don't need to respond to this. I don't need to look at it. I don't need to like have this conversation with you right now. Like, goodbye. Uh. Um, I did a little. I did a little bit of uh, crowdsourcing to prep for this with some people that I know uh, like your Twitter, um, and I asked them if anybody had uh, any questions that they wanted me to ask. And um, one of one of my deepest Italian friends, Mike Pepe uh, at Mike Pepe, has he suggested to me that you um, were kind of like, in a way, you were an identifiable like living version of Drill. Um, and I don't know if weird Twitter has any effect on your output or if you even kind of want to identify in that sphere at all. Do you know what I mean? Like just the kind of, there are people who tweet to like become part of this, like in group of like Twitter people, you mean? Uh, or yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, that is, that is definitely (laughs) part of it. I was thinking more along the lines of like just people who started using it with, um, no intention of spreading news or having dialogue and just posting like the weirdest thing that they could think of. And I didn't know if you saw your stuff in conversation with that kind of pocket of Twitter, if you were just like, no, there just may be sure maybe there are some parallels because we're posting nonsensical weird takes. I mean, when I started Twitter, the people that I followed were, like girls that I knew since I was like 15 from like from like forums about like like buying shoes or whatever so uh-huh. it wasn't really like I wasn't seeking out any sort of like I any sort of like online identity I was just like oh like I'm just gonna hear and say stuff to these like 15 people that I know yeah uh over time I thought I mean I don't know I don't really know anything about like Twitter people or I know like who drill is or whatever, but like all of those, like when they have those like weird Twitter maps and all kinds of stuff like that, I'm like, I don't even like who has the time, like who's that? Well, you know, they have those, like sometimes people make, make those like weird, like maps of people, like, like the, like somebody made one recently with like, they had a big group of like girls that were like smirking. Do you remember that? Like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like a particular type of Avi, and it's like this yeah, person who does this tweets they, like this. I feel like those things happen all the time, and I just don't know. Like, I know that I'm, I must. I, I feel like I'm very present online, but I don't feel like I'm very like locked into what's really going on at all. Yeah, with, like, well, probably to your benefit. I mean, if you're not, I think because you can get. Uh, and it probably has something to do too with the kind of like texting to post to Twitter's. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I clearly have an addiction to it and it's a mixture of, I want to see really funny stuff that people say, but then punctuated throughout all of that is just devastating news all the time. And it's kind of a fucked up experience. Like, and it's hard, it's hard to come to terms with like, that's the purpose of the platform is to get, um, basically like these two opposite ends of an emotional spectrum. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember when all of like the me too stuff was happening, I was going insane. I was like, I can't hear about like sexual assault, like in between every single thing over and over and over again. That's when I was like, I'm just going to be texting primarily from now on. I was like, it doesn't, it's making my brain just do like these weird, like backflips where I can't process one thing fully. Like I can't, the joke can't be that funny and the news can't be that like 
I can't really process it in the way that I would like to because it's so like the energy is so frenetic and like unpleasant. And it was just making me my experience be so negative that I kind of just didn't want to like look at all those things anymore. I, I mean, you feel like you have an obligation to like know what's going on. But at the same time, it was like being on Twitter is like seeing like it's like the peanut gallery yelling at you all these little opinions they have about every single thing people being mad about journalists I don't I just can't be involved in it without yeah. losing my mind well yeah I'm that... already on the razor's edge you know like I... <laughs> <laughs> the idea that you have to have a take on everything though is is oppressive it's a yeah. fucked up thing to think that yeah and it's it's funny too to think about like oh well if you have x amount of followers then you have like a responsibility to speak truth to power and this kind of thing and it's like i don't know that i agree with that i think that people it's their prerogative what they want to say or do on a given platform and like i don't know how that person operates in their day-to-day life so maybe instead of shitting all over like dunking on libs on twitter or something (laughs) they're like i don't know maybe they work at a food bank maybe they do like really cool stuff maybe they actually have like a a a real life where they operate in a really positive way so they don't have to be like blasting an air horn yeah i mean i don't feel like anything that i do like of like telling people like oh this is what i think about this news item is whatever is going to be impactful to anybody in any way (laughs) if i tell anybody anything it's just because i think like some something about it is compelling or funny to me, but it's not because I think these are the things that are important. I'm not going to like, like if you just like read my Twitter or whatever, if I, it seems so out of place that I would think of it as a place that I accumulate important things. Like, no, I'm <laughs> like, like, like that's also, not punctuating like, those things next to each other though, becomes like a weird, it starts to get really weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like, to say like, what are, just crazy absurdist observations that are like very very funny and then to be like you know what here's the problem with <laughs> this i don't know um yeah I had a, but i wanted to ask to um alex alessi uh he wanted me to ask what your source of enmity towards britain or the uk is um, <laughs> i, under, I understand just from following you that you're not a big fan of the brits uh, I mean, and it's called just having common sense. You know, it's just like, it's, Were you I happy mean, just they look lost at the, the history of the world and then yeah, you'll be like, yeah. mm, maybe, oh, well, maybe let's yeah. second guess those guys. Just every second guess. Have a, have a healthy mis- It's And I'm sure that this has to do with my World Cup. But I know I guess it has to do with my, my lifestyle in general, which is very anti-UK. Not because of... I mean, it's the same reason I don't really like, I don't, I don't think America is so great, you know, I don't, right, but yeah. why, why should it, why should my enmity be only reserved for America? There's plenty of countries just, that I can yeah. dislike and there's plenty of, uh, <laughs> there's no shortage. Yeah. Yeah. I can just keep going. You know, that... Shitloads of them suck. Well, that's a, I think that's a good answer. Um, uh, Rahel Ima wanted to know how you feel about Enya and I don't know this reference, so uh, do you have a do you have a position on Enya? I have a position on Enya, and I think that anyone with a heart must love Enya. Otherwise, there's yeah. something that's that's wrong. There's something that's that's just you know that's just not connecting. To be a person in the world, to be a person in society, you have to like Enya. Otherwise, you're just one of those like miscreants, proud boys. Those are the only people that don't like her. 
Yeah, it's it, it does seem like a good barometer for like, do you have a heart? Yeah. Is like, can you? Are get you down- a feeling person? Yeah, I used to teach. Um, right when I got out of college uh, in Arizona, I my first job I got was at this preschool called Bright Horizons. It's kind of like a chain preschool that wants to be a Montessori school but isn't very good. Um, but the kids were cool and I had all these little kids and every day it was an all day preschool from like eight in the morning till four. So we had nap time and after lunch we would have nap time and I would put out all their little cots and they would lay down and we would pull the window shades, um, and we would dim the lights really low and we would play Enya and these children. I mean, we played the same (laughs) Enya CD every day and these kids would just like sleep so peacefully it's like wearing like a thundercoat like those ones for dogs yeah yeah yeah. it was it was beautiful I, i can't remember if i've said this on the podcast before but there was one little boy named michael and and when they were having trouble falling asleep you'd like sit next to him on a beanbag on their little cot and you'd kind of like rub their back and talk to them and kind of like try to lull them to sleep and Mm -hmm. i was talking to michael one time he was having trouble sleeping and enya was playing and he looked up at me with these big eyes and he said, Mr. Sean, why did God give you whiskers? <laughs> and I, it was like, it melted my heart. And that's my, I have like this, anytime I hear Enya, I think of that moment. And so I, I, I have a really kind of, I have a soft spot for that. Yeah. Um, what do you do when a, I mean, I guess I already know, cause you just said you don't like to look at the, the interactions of the mentions, but when you have a tweet that just goes like insane, there's that one from, I guess like a year ago, but you said something like that you were smarter than the president and hotter than the sexiest man alive. <laughs> I said I was hotter than Blake Shelton and everyone's like, you're not hotter than Blake Shelton. Give me pictures to prove it. And oh I was just like, God. I don't want <laughs> People had like, it's funny because some of the tweets that have got like the most like, haven't even been the ones that have had the worst responses. Like there's ones like where people have like, I forget what I even said, but somebody had like sent a picture of Google Street View of like my mom's house to me. Like, oh, I'm going to get you for like for like tweeting something. Another time the FBI came to my house. (laughs) Wait, what? Really? (laughs) Yeah, the FBI came to my house because I said I don't care if ICE agents die, which is like perfectly (laughs) legal. You're allowed to not care if somebody dies. But Wait, it was funny they, because they came. They came to your house. Wait they a came, second. This is like there was another. There's this comedian. Oh my god. Maybe Jake Flores. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. But somebody else tweeted something about uh, ice and yeah. had and had the. Well, the, the FBI is going to be on like double duty now. <laughs> like, what did they? What did they? They knocked on your door and they, they were came like, to my house. Yeah, when but I happened to be out of town and my brother was at the house with my dog in the front yard. Like he was doing yard work or something. And he messaged me and he's like, two weird guys came up to the house and they're asking where you were. And I was like, what did you say? And he said, I told them that you died a long time ago. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that's that. And, you know, I thought at the time I was like, you know what it is? It's probably like people selling baseball tickets. Like, cause you buy baseball tickets one time and they harass you to the ends of the earth. I was like, it's probably just like weird guys coming to the house yeah. trying to be like buy a season pass, but it turned out to be the FBI. And then I had to like talk to them and they're like, you shouldn't say it. And I'm like, well, it, they're like, it's, I was like, is it fine? Like, is it legal? And they're like, well, yeah, but you shouldn't because people can get mad at you. And I'm like, listen, like, uh-huh. that's fine. <laughs> Wait, they came to your house. They're like, ma'am, could you display a little more empathy for the, the poor <laughs> folks at ICE? I mean, it's perfectly fine to not care if somebody lives. Like, I don't right. need to spend all my time worrying about somebody else, especially no. if they're already going to be like, 
they're already on the path to hell. Like, what if they get there a little bit sooner? Okay. Like, that's yeah, that. There's certainly no shortage of people that I really don't give a fuck if they die. Um, yeah. I guess, I guess the feds only care about it if it's like, you know how people are like, yeah, if I was like, oh, I don't care if the guy who plays Ronald McDonald dies, the FBI is not going to come to my house, you know? Like, no, it's just... it's just like, it's like you can make fun of all kinds of stuff, but if you make fun of somebody's, like, um, cousin, they'll get really mad, you know? <laughs> it's like, they're, like, sort of related to them or something, so. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, Rachel Hyman, who's a friend of the pod and has been on it before, and Rachel's had lots of, uh, lots of Twitter identities. The most recent is uh, at Seltzer Princess. Um, and she wanted to know if you could tell us what the secret to growing up is. No. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> and I also know, though, and, and this is from myself and some of the people, you, you have a lot of opinions on animals. So you've expressed yes. a couple of them already. Could you could you rank a couple? Like, what are, what are some of the best and what are some of the shittiest animals? I certainly have my own opinion. The worst but animal is the crocodile. Okay. By far. 100%. Yeah. There's nothing... I mean, they're, they're like... They stick around. I'll give them that. But to what end, you know? Mm. Um, the best animal... And that depends. I like any sort of, like, little, like, woodland animal. Like, I like, like, mm. like porcupines. And I like skunks a lot. Yeah, like anything nice. they they like they're they're both of those animals are small but they got something to say you know they got an <laughs> opinion that they and they can and they can they ca they don't have a lot of recourse when when you try to harm them but they got something you know they got yeah. a little something they're firecrackers they're like yeah. those they're like those people that are like i'm not huge but when i fight i go fucking crazy <laughs> like they've got they've got something inside of them I used to not like sharks, but I kind of have come around to them because, okay. I mean, it's not all like, it's not like I don't like all like predator animals. Like I don't like, I don't dislike things just because they're scary. I dislike them because they have their evil of spirit, but I was, I misjudged, <laughs> I misjudged sharks, but I think that I am perfectly right about crocodiles. Crocodiles, you, nothing redeeming. Do you not like sharks because you live um, by the ocean and they have a proc? Did you not like sharks? Sorry, you said you've come yeah. around, but do you think, I it, think it was because I was like, scared of them? To them, and I have this memory of like uh, going to I am of Sea World. Sorry, like I'm San Diegan. You just had to go to Sea World when you were a child. Yeah, yeah, there was no, like, you know, but like they for a period when I was like younger, they had a great white shark. And like this big, there's this big tunnel kind of thing that you go through on like a little moving walkway. And oh, is like, it you like can, glass around. Yeah, you it's and like that big glass. I've like, seen pictures tunnel. of it. Yeah. And for a while, they had a great white shark, and the great white shark would just at, sit at the like, just like sit at the top of the tube thing or the tunnel, uh. and he would just kind of like look. And I remember like just looking at it and being like, oh, like, oh, I do not like that thing. Like there's something that's like very wrong with him to me. And then I think it died because it's like, why should a great white shark be in one of those enclosures? And I've come to feel sorry for it. And the circumstances were it's beyond its control. And yeah. maybe it wasn't evil. It was just upset because how would I feel if I was trapped in some tunnel with people looking at me thinking I look scary? I wouldn't like it either. Yeah, I'd probably stare at little kids, too. Yeah. What about but deer? But now I think it's just, I don't like, I don't like crocodiles. Do you like deer? I do like deer. 
I like I like most animals. I don't like to see many animals harmed. Generally about, speaking. What about lizards? Like reptiles? I'm not I'm not scared of lizards, but when they come into my house, I'm like, you little, like, well, who do you think you are? Like, cause I live by a canyon. Uh-huh. And so like the dog will bring in lizards sometimes. Or if I leave the back doors open, like the screen, the glass doors, lizards will just like be around every once in a while. What's a canyon? Like a, it's like a. No, sorry. What is the San Diego Canyon? I've been There's like a bunch a of canyon. like little canyons. Oh, I've been hiking in one before. I was just yeah, wondering if I if I might have met one of those reptiles the that's come by that our house. Yeah. My, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean I don't. They're always like I like to see them do like little push ups and stuff like that. But if what? anything comes into my, they like you know like lizards they go outside and they do their little push ups no. in the sun. I well, you got to look that. closer. Okay. Just next time you see a lizard, you have to watch it. I don't really like uh, geckos, which are the wet lizards, you know. Uh-huh. salamanders something like that those are really i feel like they're a popular lizard though but that could also just be because of their participation in the auto insurance industry yeah they got those weird little fingers are you uh i mean you you talk uh about your family pretty regularly are you pretty tight with your family yeah i mean i see my you family a lot. Your bro- yeah you brought up your brother a couple times and mm-hmm. um you've Said some things about your grandparents before that were very charming and hilarious, I think. Yeah, I see my grand my my grandparents are on a trip right now because my grandpa just retired and they have like a Winnebago. And like my grandma Whoa. comments on all my Instagram pictures and stuff like that. I see her <laughs> like probably like once a month regularly. I see my mom, and my brother a lot. Not a lot, but pretty frequently. Do they all live around the area? Uh, my grandma lives like 45 minutes away, but my mom and my brother both live around here. Our oh, in- so. That's cool. I mm-hmm. guess though, if you, yeah, that's not a place that I feel like, did you grow up in San Diego? I did. I'm born and raised. My mom was a surf instructor and my dad Whoa. was in the Navy. So there's the, like the only place I could happen. Is San Wait, Diego. your dad was a what? He was in the Navy. Oh so yeah. It's like the only, <laughs> this is the one place where that happens. That makes sense. No, but I feel like that's a place, though, that um, you grow up and even if you're a teen and you're like, fuck this, I'm going to get out of here. Then as you get older, you're just kind of like, this kind of is like one of the best locations of a city, (laughs) uh, certainly in this country. Um, Yeah, I mean, I like it. I lived out of San Diego for like four years, five. I don't know how long. I don't remember how long. When I turned 18, I moved away. But I came back and I can't see myself reasonably like wanting to live anywhere else for like the rest of my life. Like sometimes I look around and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll probably just die here. And like sometimes it's good. <laughs> like, oh, it's so beautiful. I could just die. But then sometimes it's like, oh, my God, like, really? Like, I'm just going to I'm just going to die here. No, that's my fate. But <laughs> you're uh, not going to move. You're not going to move to Boston. No, you, I feel like you don't like Boston. I don't like Boston. Have you ever been? I have been to Boston multiple times. <laughs> Everything closes. It's not. It's. It's. This is. This is based on lived experiences. Okay. Yeah. This is about yeah. The hard living in Boston. Um, That's all that you can base anything on, though, right? Not necessarily. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was like everything closed at like eleven, and everyone yeah. was like. It was, there was like statues of like Paul Revere everywhere. It was nice looking, but it was just like boring. There's like that little, like the bronze duck, like duck crossing statue. And I'm just like, really? Like, who cares? Like, I don't care about this place. 
But I like um, the idea of Boston as like this fictional place. Yeah. That's just where like uh It's like the like, funniest I, movies are from there. Yeah, just just as a place of Irish criminals, like the the yeah. Boston of fantasy. Dennis yeah. Leary's Boston is the Boston. Dennis Leary's Boston. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Well, I watched. I I told you that I was going to do this, but I rewatched. Uh, I mean, I'd I'd obviously seen it, but I rewatched The Departed last night. Um, <laughs> all two, you know, fucking half glorious <laughs> Irish hours of I. Don't know when. Okay, I know I tried to watch it within the last few years because um, uh, my girlfriend Claire and I were watching it. I was like, I don't know what we were out at a bar or something. We got back and I was like, You've never seen the Departed. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a boyfriend, so it's my job to suck. And I was just like, You've never seen the Departed. Come on, like. And so we turned it on, and I think we watched um, maybe an hour of it or something. And then she finally was like, It it occurred to her that Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio were different actors. <laughs> and I was just like, it's hard to tell. I was like, I know. Well, of course it is, but I was just like, oh yeah, well, there's no this movie's so long you will not be rewarded by continuing to watch. Yeah. If you like so didn't care that you were just like I mean, clearly I could understand how you would think that they're the same person. You're not paying attention and you've just gotten back from the bar. But um it's a fucking weird movie. I guess I hadn't seen it I don't know. I'm old. I'm like 36. Mm -hmm. So I think I saw it very differently last night than whenever it came out. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, wa I watch it like it's one of those movies where I watch it a lot because I get into the habit of like watching something over and over and over and over again just because I'm like, oh, I'll pick up on something new this time. But the part that you never pick up on anything new. It's all <laughs> just like it's played to like the broadest possible audience. Like you could watch it out of one of those like tourism binocular things. Uh -huh. And you would lose nothing about the viewing experience except for, like, <laughs> the amount of quarters it takes to, like, operate it for, like, nine hours or whatever. But, like, it just sometimes just seems – it's, like, a good, like, barometer. It's, like, a pH strip for me. Like, I'm, like, oh, do I think it's funny? Do I think it's annoying? Like, this is what is this saying about me and my viewing experience and how I'm interpreting all these things? But I do like it because it's so stupid. Like, it's something about <laughs> it. It's just – it's – I'm not like the biggest like fan. I mean, I, it's not like I dislike Scorsese, but I don't really like know a lot about any of those movies. I don't really typically like like I always thought of them as like boy movies, you know, and so I just was like, eh, and I like would watch them like kind of halfway. They are. Claire calls them movies for boys. That's <laughs> exactly what <clears throat> she's like. That's it. She's like, no, I get it. It's a movie for boys. Like I there's yeah, there are no women in it. And if there are, they have <laughs> two lines or they're the object of two men trying to uh, have sex with them or something like yeah. that. But yeah, they're movies for boys. That's <laughs> yeah. And so I think that they're kind of, it's kind of funny, like The Departed, because like all of those Italian mobster ones are like based on like the fake, like, uh, you know, the rules of like familia and whatever yeah, from like the, the Godfather, and, which yeah. is like complete, a complete fabrication. But it, they're trying to like apply it to these like Irish guys in Boston. So mm -hmm. it's so unbelievable because nobody on God's green earth is ever going to think that Irish people in America are going to have loyalty to anyone, let alone <laughs> to each other. <laughs> so, it's like, so it's like on every level, it's unbelievable because the, you have this cast of like people who is like, oh he must direct them by like, showing them like the hospital pain chart and being like, okay, so you make this face, you make a four, uh, then you yeah. get hit and then you're at a seven. And like, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. We got it. 
Like it's just, there's just so many things about it that just don't work at all. Like you have, it's just like a complete brain trust of actors. Like you have Alec Baldwin, who's always like acting Uh like he's about to get a Nobel prize. And like, I mean, the worst one has to be Mark Wahlberg. It's like, but he's also in a way, I mean, Mark Wahlberg, I know that Mark Wahlberg is problematic because I know that Mark Wahlberg, like, He's like blind, a he's he like blind, a racist hate crime Maria. Yeah, he blinded a man. Yeah. I do know that, but um, in a, <laughs> he said he could stop but there's nine eleven if he was on the plane. <laughs> there's something about that he could have stopped nine eleven. Did he say that? He said it, and then yeah, issue. It's like his one apology that he's issued. He's like, if I was on the plane, like man, like those guys would have had another. And it's like real nine eleven. He said. That. Oh, man. <laughs> But I just mean, but he's, he seems um, maybe, and maybe not, maybe he's not, but he seems comfortable enough in knowing that, I, I think he's aware that he's a caricature. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's, yeah, to me, he just seems like, it's like making like a movie about like a talking dog. Like you put peanut butter on the roof of his mouth and then you like figure it out in post, you know, like there's like, there's just like not a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's fine for like the movie because it's all like that, like. Even like Matt Damon, he's like a guy who like all of like his inner workings, he has no inner workings. Everything that's going on with him occurs directly on his face. Like he can't act. He can't do anything. But how bad do you think Ben Affleck was that he wasn't in that movie? Mm, I mean, I think that I don't think I don't think Matt Damon or Ben Affleck have ever been to Boston. This is my what? conspiracy theory. They've never been to Boston. Actually, have you have you ever heard them do interviews about their um, Goodwill Hunting before it got completely rewritten by another guy, like the script of it or whatever? No, but I, I the only thing that I know about that is didn't somebody say that they stole, like they just straight up stole the movie or something? Well, they had written a script that was. I mean, Matt Damon must have been thrilled to be in The Departed because the script was like. It was like two guys from Boston who were outsmarting the FBI. And in the end, like the culmination of the Goodwill Hunting movie was that they shoot off a rocket or something somehow. Like it had nothing to do with what the movie is. Like it was like, uh-huh. oh, it's not your fault. Like it was nothing like that. It was like this whole other different thing. And like they gave it to another screenwriter, I forget his name. And he just rewrote the whole thing basically. And so maybe Wait, that's... Good, a- this is Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. Okay. But it's funny because like how how stupid the original script of goodwill hunting seemed is exactly like it would have turned out exactly like the departed like it would have been like, like exactly the same thing of like oh like you're a double crosser no you're a double crosser yeah, no like yeah, the both yeah. triple crossers and like we got double crossed by another guy and it's just like too many things over and over and over again like it's always something with those people like they There's just like a, the other thing is that like the 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 premise of the departed seems strange. I mean, I am, <clears throat> I'm Irish and I'm from a family who's fucking obsessed with being Irish, but not to the degree where like my parents like the boondock saints or they <laughs> like the departed. They like, like, uh, the commitments. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie or they like, like, uh, some Daniel day Lewis stuff here and there. Yeah. But, but the fact of the matter is, is like, I mean, sure. I, I'm sure there was, there is was some version of an Irish mob. I, I've seen like a Netflix documentary about like the Irish mob or something. But like Irish people are cops. 
Yeah. <laughs> like they're like they're cops and firefighters. That's like <laughs> what they became. I know so this, the is, idea this is them... what this is exactly what Dennis Leary has been working for to rebrand like Irish people as as the policemen and the firefighters and all kinds of stuff like that. It's so funny to me that they're cops. Wait, did he like... think? Wait, are you making this up or did Dennis Leary? Really... <laughs> no, did you... wait, okay. oh, Jesus. I was like, Dennis Leary thinks that Dennis Leary is doing like reconstructive he's, he's doing work the Irish of the PR identity. Oh Irish my American. God. Yeah. Like, like on the, an... the like, Italian Anti-Defamation League is like. He's the this... Mario Puzo this... of, of the Irish people. is offensive. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because like they call like cop cars paddy wagons. And then you have every like, like uh... Irish person in Boston being like, blue lives matter. And it's like, really? Like, yeah. who do you <laughs> yeah they're pretty bad i mean the thing is is like and i guess you just went to ireland but like irish people are cool Mm -hmm. irish americans are not Mm -hmm. like that that seems like a a distinction that maybe should sort of be made is that being irish doesn't make you shitty but being an irish american in like the south of boston might yeah well there's all that whole like uh this like weird history idea that they have that like Irish people were slaves and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Like that. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's not true. Like Irish people were just like, they would get all the jobs cause they would work them for less money. And then if, if like uh, black people would get hired, they'd be like, we're going to strike and we're not, you're not going to have this factory. And then they're like, Oh, like the one period in time when Irish people considered like, we actually showed this kind of departed loyalty to each other is when they were like, <laughs> like preventing other people from getting jobs due to their own racism and they yeah, yeah, and they yeah. compare that period of time to being slaves so like, <laughs> it's like not, they're definitely it just doesn't make sense i definitely went to high school with some dudes who i'm not on facebook anymore but when i was on facebook i remember every year around saint patrick's day like in earnest some dudes i went to high school with would just put up like a post that was like listen like, you need to understand that when we came here, like, we were not accepted, we were not white, and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm like, guys, is this, is this where, is this the hill you want to die on? This is your, <laughs> this is your struggle? Like, get the fuck out of here. You grew up in northern Michigan. Like, your parents are, your dad's an optometrist. <laughs> like, you don't have any, I don't know, but, um, well, thank you for uh, recap. I just I watched it last night and I was just like, it's not. I mean, it's an. And I I I watched the whole movie. I wasn't like struggling to get through it. It's a, mm-hmm. but it's it's goofy. I mean, it's really it's really ridiculous. And I feel like when I was younger, I thought it was like kick ass. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just sort of like, this is insane. <laughs> like, I like. I think that it's funny because like it seems like all of like the old Scorsese movies are like just like all of like the coked up energy is put into like writing these like voiceovers, but there's not really any voiceovers in this one, so it's all just put into like having all of these it, like five second long like parts of like sto- different storylines being like oh they're so parallel or whatever, and it yeah. just none of it makes sense. It's just jumping around from thing to thing, and like oh they're both like having sex with the same lady, and like whose baby is it, and it's like. The part I, I always think of is when Jack Nicholson eats a fly for some reason. Like, what is yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. When he smashes it in the restaurant and he's like, <laughs> and he's doing you can the tell a lot like, by what people eat or by yeah. how people eat and then he eats a fly. Like, what is that even like? Yeah, like you're a lizard, like you're like a little frog or something. Is that what mm. we're supposed to learn about you? I just don't. The thing that I don't understand is why, which is not explained even slightly, is why a kidnapped person from the chinese government is with chinese mob members and they believe that this like 
two-bit Irish crook has nuclear like technology or something and and he brings a briefcase and they open it up and it's just like it's a keyboard that's in it and then and then then later they're like they're like uh you sold them you know you sold them uh bogus whatever it's like light bulb parts or like something yeah and he's like i heard yeah i heard you stopped some like chinese gangsters well he used a different term but at the border with a bunch of spark plugs or something i was just like why would these people meet with you in the first place that, that i really like that he died wearing a shirt that just said irish on it yeah like, it was just like a, i mean it had like a shamrock i my that's hope how i want to go i was like that's gotta be a that's gotta be a notre dame like it's gonna be like a Notre Dame dad shirt that you buy when your kid goes away. That's to just proof that the Irish are oppressed. It was like representing the oppression yeah. of the Irish because they shoot the shamrock though, like the yeah, whole the bullet goes <laughs> the bullet goes straight through it. Yeah, the symbolism is laid on real thick. Um, well, I I wanted to uh, ask if there's besides the astrology um, column, which uh, I would recommend to people. It's it's funny and pointed and uh i when i said it was pithy earlier i didn't maybe that's not the right word it's it's just doesn't seem obsessed with the earnestness of regular horoscopes not pithy but sort of like self-aware would be a better way to put it yes um is there uh anything else that you want people to check out besides uh your twitter uh no nothing nothing at all don't look into me please do not look into me at all in any any manner don't follow me on twitter forget my name (laughs) this never happened um and my last question is um will you ever stop posting uh if there's not a twitter in heaven then yes but if there is i'll keep going (laughs) cool um well Kristen, thank you so much for spending some time with me and talking about all this stuff and getting me to watch the departed again. <laughs> that was a that was a fun experience. Um and uh to everybody out there, thanks so much. We'll catch you next week. Yeah.